The two of them loved paddling in storm. With the spray deck sealing the canoe, they felt safe as long as they did not broach sideways. And they struck out away from the shadows and sounds of shore. The compass heading was redundant as long as they kept the breaking waves on the port quarter. They could take heavy water, but a capsize away from land would kill them. So they were very careful to power through the white caps at an angle. They both paddled on their knees to keep the center of gravity low. It was exhausting. Then the wind died all at once, as if throttled, and in less than half an hour, the lake glassed off and they felt suspended in fog. They moved within a moving nimbus in which only a few yards of black water were visible in any direction, and the pale fog drifted in tatters like stubborn smoke. The water whispered along the hull, and it had a silver sheen that reminded Wynne of Rayon. All of it was dreamlike. He thought of a Poe novel he had read in which the castaways are pulled toward the South Pole and the current they are riding gets warmer and calmer as they go. Wynne stopped paddling. As the bowman today, he set the pace, and so Jack quit paddling too, and they glided. The boat was sleek Kevlar, 19 feet, and with a veed hull in bow and stern, it glided straight. There was something satisfying in a cessation of paddling on smooth water. It was like watching a flock of ducks all stop beating at once and sail over a bank of trees on extended wings. That was weird, Jack said. Fucking A. Which part? I can tick them off, Jack said. He set the paddle across the spray deck and pried a tin of skull out of his shirt's breast pocket. He was soaked from spray. But Jack never wore a rain jacket when he was paddling because he said he got just as wet from sweat, even in the breathable stuff. He also didn't use bug dope on principle. He tucked a pinch into his lip. Let's see. Wind and fog together? That's a first. Oh, yeah. And frost. The sudden calm. The shouts. And this. This is kind of weird. Wind didn't say anything. They were still gliding, and something about the near silence was like a sacrament. He stuck a finger in the dark water, and it was still cold, probably near 40 degrees, and he watched his finger cut a small V-wake. It was the only sure sign of motion. I was thinking of that story by Poe, he said finally. Arthur Gordon Pym? Yeah, right, Jack spat. I wonder who they were. Sounded like a couple. Maybe we'll see them again. I hope not. All morning I've been wondering if we should have stopped. To tell them about the fire? Yeah. It would have been dicey, Wynne said. He meant to surf in. And what if the beach had been broken limestone? They called any open shoreline that ran smoothly to the water a beach. Jack said, I was thinking maybe we should have stopped and tried to hail them. They drifted. Want some lunch? Wynne said. 
Okay. I guess we're good with the deck. They unbuttoned the spray deck from its cleats, and Jack rummaged in the day bag and pulled out a brick of sharp cheddar, a dry summer sausage, and a Ziploc full of half-broken Triscuits. He sat up on the cane seat. There was a small cutting board in the bag, too, and Jack flipped open his clip knife and set the board on his knees and sliced the cheese and sausage. <laughs>